Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. Hi, I'm Carrie Timidia, and welcome to Sync Up with Cycle Chats, a space for women to be educated, empowered, and inspired. On this episode, I want to talk to you about one of the most powerful forces that we can use in our lives to begin to create the experiences that we desire. Having spent years in the spiritual space and over a decade as a coach helping people live as empowered, creative forces in their lives and create relationships that are fulfilling, secure, and healthy, I've come to one massive conclusion. The mechanism to creating the life and the love that we desire isn't what most people think think. It isn't the law of attraction, it's not manifesting, the vortex, a magic spell, or even all of the self-love or self-care in the world. It is boundaries. You heard me right, boundaries. See, we can take all the bubble baths in the world, do all the yoga, listen to all the podcasts, read all of the self-help books we can get our hands on, and meditate until the cows come home. But without boundaries, we can't actually make any tangible changes in our lives. In fact, we'll have a hard time even finding the time or the space to do any of those things without boundaries in place to empower us to do so. As we chat about boundaries today and how you can begin to use them to show up as the empowered force that you were always meant to be in your life, I want to invite you to think of boundaries differently than you might be used to thinking of them. I want you to think of them as the space that you are building around yourself that says to you and the world, I am sacred, I am safe, and I am respected, and I am to be treated as such by others and myself. The truth is you deserve nothing less, and I am honored for this opportunity to help you embody that truth. When I was growing up, and even in my 20s, in my early adulthood, I did not understand boundaries. And I didn't actually recognize how little I was using boundaries in my life. In fact, in retrospect, I think it's safe to say that I didn't have many boundaries at all. But what I didn't realize is that none of us are exempt from boundaries. Boundaries are the driving mechanism in all of our relationships, all of our connections, and all of our experiences. And we can't just opt out. In fact, if you aren't intentionally thinking about setting and enforcing boundaries that reflect your values, your needs, and your feelings, then you're just living to someone else's boundaries. And when I had that realization somewhere in my late 20s, early 30s, that it wasn't just that I was being a good person or I was being kind or I was being helpful by living a life with no boundaries and no expectations, by just going with whatever anyone in my life showed up with, that I wasn't just opting out. I was actually living to an entire set of boundaries that were given to me. I felt so disempowered that I knew that I needed to change something about the way I was approaching the world about the way I was approaching my relationships and my life. All of this realization actually came about in grad school. I'll tell you a quick story. I was in grad school and we were all required to take this class called leadership development. And it was one of those classes that didn't have a whole lot to do with your major, wasn't directly related to your coursework or your research, but it was required by the university and you just had to take it. And so I remember shuffling into that class. It was like an early morning class and I was like not the happiest to be there and thinking, okay, at the very least, this should be a breeze. It's 
it should be easy. And the very first assignment that we were given by the professor of that course was to spend an entire week evaluating our lives. And at first, I had no idea what that meant. I was like evaluating my life. I don't even know what that means. And what he asked us to do was to spend an entire week keeping track of how we spent our time, how we spent our money and our resources, and how we felt throughout each of those experiences for an entire week. And we were literally asked to record those in an Excel file. And so I spent an entire week sort of mindlessly jotting down how I spent all of my time every day, how I spent my money and my resources, and tracking my emotions throughout the week. Something that seemed very easy and arbitrary, but I honestly had never done before. And at the end of that week, when I came back to the class again, and I had my Excel file, and I looked at all of those things in one place, I was shocked. See, until I put it down on paper, I didn't realize how much time and energy and resources I was spending making sure all of the people around me were taken care of, were comfortable, and had everything that they needed, and how much time I spent feeling disappointed, resentful, hurt, and exhausted. And having that realization, seeing that data about my own life in front of me in black and white on paper helped me have this realization that I needed to do something different. And so I set myself on this journey of how do I change my experience so that I feel more balanced in how I'm using my time and my energy so that my time and my energy is actually also going toward myself and is helping me reach the goals that I have for my life and so that I spend less time time feeling kind of awful. You know, resentful, hopeless, and angry and exhausted are not the emotions that I wanted to spend my life feeling, and yet here I was. And when I had this realization and I set off on that journey, I recognized in that process, and I recognized as I began to eventually work with other people, that what I was missing was boundaries. I was living to other people's boundaries, the boundaries of the people I was in relationship with, but most importantly, I was living to the boundaries that I was taught as a child and as an adolescent in my home growing up. And if you are new to boundaries or you're sitting here thinking like, oh, I kind of relate to that story and I think I need boundaries too, or you have an awareness of boundaries and maybe you know that you might need to work on them a bit, I want you to begin as the very beginning starting point for your boundaries journey. I want you to begin to think about two things. First is I want you to begin to pay attention to how you feel throughout your lived experience. How do you feel on a day-to-day basis? How do you feel on a moment-to-moment basis as you're doing the things that you normally do and living the life that you are living right now? Are your emotions generally positive? Or like me, are you spending a lot of time feeling emotions like disappointment, resentment, hurt, anger, pain, powerlessness? And if that's the case for you, are those the emotions that you want representing your lived experience, your human life right now? If I've learned anything from my own journey and from the journeys of all of the clients that I have helped, it's this. When we are bad at boundaries, when we struggle with boundaries, when we need boundary improvement in our lives, that is almost always tied with a habit of suppressing or disconnecting from our own emotions and feelings. Because the truth is, is that we couldn't live to other people's boundaries the way that we do. We couldn't sacrifice ourselves the way that we do. We couldn't overgive and overfunction and ignore our needs and ignore our self-care and put ourselves on the end of our to-do list. We couldn't do all that 
and be connected to all of our emotions all the time, we would really quickly realize that our emotions were not positive. And so if you're relating to any of this story, to any of this description, chances are you've probably spent a whole bunch of your life disconnected from your own feelings. And if that's the case for you, if you tend to not know how you feel, not feel your feelings, push your feelings down, suppress them, all while waiting for something to finally change in your life that will help you finally feel better, you probably learned that habit long before you were ever thinking about being an empowered force in your life. You probably learned that habit long before you were ever thinking about boundaries or relationships or changing your experience or setting goals and achieving them. You probably learned that habit when you were growing up. Everything that we learn about how to be adult human beings in relationship comes from our developmental experience with our parents and our primary caretakers. Whatever adult humans you spent the most time around when you were growing up are the adult humans who, who modeled for you and taught you the things that your brain believes that you need in order to be okay in the world. And sometimes those beliefs and conclusions come from navigating our growing up experience the best that we can, trying to have our needs met the best that we can. And sometimes it comes from observing the adults in our lives being adults. When we are children, our brains have one job to draw conclusions. We, just like animals in the wild who are learning to like instinctually do the right things and find food and survive, we as tiny human beings are actively learning how to be big human beings. And so every experience we have in our developmental years is lending itself to some learning or some conclusion or some idea that our brains are holding on to about how to be adult humans, and that includes how we navigate boundaries in our relationships. I want to give you a couple of questions that you can ask yourself to begin to assess what you might have learned about boundaries when you were growing up. And if you struggle with boundaries, or you know that your boundaries need work, or maybe you're listening to this episode and you're like, I kind of, you know, maybe my boundaries do need work, I didn't realize it, then I want you to ask yourself these questions. And as you begin to think about the answers, my encouragement to you is to rely less on your cognitive, rational adult mind. See, because we humans are great at rationalizing everything. Instead, I want you to think about how your growing up experience felt for you as a child or an adolescent, whether you grew up with your biological parents or someone else, whether you had one home or multiple homes. Think about how you felt and what you believed as a person who was growing up not what you can rationalize now as an adult. Considering your growing up experience, I want you to think about these questions. Was your family of origin or the household that you grew up in organized around a single person, like an authority figure, an addict, or an abuser? And how did this impact how communication or conflict was handled in your home? What emotions were discouraged or not allowed in your home growing up? Were you allowed to express your feelings even if they were quote unquote negative? How were differing opinions, saying no, or speaking up for yourself received by the people that you grew up around? Were you allowed to disagree with the group? Were you allowed to voice an opinion that was different than your parents or your caregivers or someone else's in the home? Were you often praised for being good, compliant, agreeable, or meeting other people's needs, no matter what you had to sacrifice yourself to do it? 
Were you often given unsolicited advice or criticism? And were there expectations around how you were supposed to respond to that advice or that criticism? Were your physical needs or your emotional needs often neglected or invalidated? How was conflict handled in your home? Did you have a healthy model for how to have and resolve conflict? Was the communication in your home effective? Did the people you grew up with communicate well and respectfully with each other? And were you allowed to participate in healthy, respectful communication with other people in your home? And last, did you have privacy? Was your space or your things respected by the people that you lived with? And did you have a reasonable expectation growing up as a child or an adolescent that that would continue to be true? As you think about those questions, I want you to begin to again assess how your growing up experience felt for you. What did you believe when it came to those questions? And remember, the other people that grew up in your home may or may not agree with you. The important thing when it comes to childhood and development and even trauma is our perception of our experience and the unbiased truth of what did or didn't happen is far less important when it comes to how our brains learn to work in the world. These questions can reveal to us the patterns that we might be repeating in our adult relationships. And that can be romantic relationships, friendship relationships, family relationships, relationships with our children, or even relationships at our job or with other authority figures. I want you to think about how those experiences in your growing up home are reflected or repeated in your adult experience now. Where do you see those truths of your developmental childhood experience repeated now in your adult life? When I was growing up in my home, there was a very unspoken but clear expectation around what emotions we were allowed to express as children in my parents' home. And I vividly remember that expressing traditionally negative emotions, particularly anger, was considered disrespectful. And if we expressed anger or we showed our anger in a way that was outward or tangible, the response in my home was often that we would be in trouble in some way. It was considered disrespectful. It was considered ungrateful. And as I engaged in my own healing journey and I started to look at my life and I started to consider how I could make decisions that honored my genuine self more, I recognized that I needed to be able to feel all of my feelings and express them in ways that were healthy and constructive. And the truth was, like many people who struggle with boundaries, I was already cut off from my emotional experience. And then on top of that, I was not allowed when I was growing up to express emotions like anger. And so as a child and an adolescent who, for the sake of survival and not getting in trouble and making sure that I was loved and accepted in my home, I would suppress my anger. I spent decades of my life suppressing my anger. And part of my own boundaries journey was recognizing that there is nothing wrong with being angry. There is nothing wrong with experiencing anger. Emotions are simply neutral feedback to our environment. It is the only feedback system that we have to navigate the world that we live in. It is the only tool, the only internal tool 
tool that we human beings have inbuilt that helps us understand how we are feeling and responding to and what we need in our environments. And here I was an adult person and I had cut myself off from an entire portion of emotions because they were quote unquote bad, because they were disrespectful, because they were ungrateful. And the last thing I wanted to do as a person who wanted to be a good person in my relationships and in my life was be ungrateful or disrespectful to the people that I was with. But what I didn't realize is that I was disrespecting myself in order to ensure that I appeared grateful and that I appeared respectful in all of my connections. And what will often happen is when we look at those questions from a few moments ago, and we consider our own experience, one of the things that we will often realize is, is that if we learned to prioritize other people, to prioritize rules, to prioritize an authority figure, to prioritize an addict or a parent with mental illness or someone who couldn't be there for us emotionally or physically the way we genuinely needed, if we learn to cut ourselves off from or suppress our feelings or suppress our needs or put our needs last, we are actively disrespecting ourselves. Remember at the very beginning of the episode when I asked you to consider that boundaries were the mechanism to create a space around yourself, that you were sacred, that you were safe, and that you were respected, not only by other people, but also by yourself. Boundaries are the tool by which we ensure we are no longer being disrespected by others, which is the part that most of us are familiar with, but it is the tool, the mechanism by which we ensure that we are no longer disrespecting ourselves in our own experience, whether because we learned to do it, whether because we had to do it for survival, whether because we just don't know how to live any other other way. We will never have the experiences that we want to have, create the relationships we want to create, live a life full of health and security and ease and fulfillment. All the things that human beings are constantly chasing after, we will never have that experience if we are actively disrespecting ourselves, if we are actively cutting ourselves off from what is our truth. We need that feedback. We need to be in full acceptance of everything that we are and everything that we feel in order to know how to move forward in the best way for ourselves. It is a non-negotiable and boundaries are the mechanism by which we get there. So I recognized in this story that I was disrespecting myself in order to appear grateful and respectful. But what I wanted, what I genuinely wanted, was to actually be grateful. I wanted a life that I could be grateful for, not one that I had to appear to be grateful in. And the first step to that for me and the first step for you is to begin to pay attention to your emotions, begin to pay attention to your feelings. Those feelings, those traditionally negative ones, perhaps the ones that you weren't allowed to express or feel as a child, if your story is like mine, those are the indicators. It's like your car's check engine light. It is led Letting you know that something is not correct. And I would bet based on decades of working with people that if and when you experience those emotions in the situations or the environments or the relationships where those feelings are popping up more often than not, it is a clear indicator that you are in desperate need of a boundary. But if you learned through your childhood experience that boundaries were not appropriate, 
or you didn't have good boundary models, or you answered those questions that we asked earlier in the episode, and you are realizing that boundaries, healthy boundaries, were not something that was taught or modeled or honored in your family growing up, then using boundaries to create an actual experience that you actually love can be really challenging, can be really hard, can be really daunting and really scary. And if that is you, if you are learning this process, if you're listening to this episode and you are like mind blown, how do I do this? What do I do next? First of all, hang in there for the rest of my sync up episodes with cycle chats because we are going to explore this topic in depth and you're going to have the steps that you need to take your first boundaried steps in your life. But also begin by taking an emotional inventory. Begin by looking both at your growing up experience through the questions that we asked and your current life experiences and begin to look at the places that you are feeling those emotions, the anger, the resentment, the hopelessness, the disempowerment, the sadness, the pain, all of those traditionally negative experiences, the ones that we do not want dictating the majority of our experience. That doesn't mean we'll never feel those. All human emotions are appropriate and we are supposed to feel and experience the full gamut of feelings. But we don't want most of our experience to be dictated by those traditionally negative emotions. Because remember, they're check engine lights, they're indicators that something needs to change. And so if we're just living in that negative emotion, it's a good sign that we're not changing whatever needs to be changed. And when we couple that with an understanding of what we believe about boundaries, what we were taught to believe about them, is it appropriate? Are there emotions I'm not feeling because I did, I learned that it wasn't okay? Am I not voicing my feelings or my opinions or my needs because I think that it's disrespectful or I'll be rejected, or I'll be punished, or I'll be left? Am I so cut off from my own feelings that I don't even know what they are? Did I learn that I didn't have the right to boundaries? Did I learn I had to be grateful for whatever I had, whatever I could get my hands on, whatever was offered to me? Did I learn that I would only be loved if I were sacrificing myself on behalf of other people? Those learnings and that emotional inventory are going to set the stage for what you need to do next in order to begin to set boundaries. See, learning to set boundaries in the beginning has a lot to do with understanding where our boundaries are overdue, what beliefs we're holding on to that are preventing us from setting boundaries, and what emotions we have not been paying attention to, and a lot less to do with actually setting boundaries. That comes later. It comes when we are prepared and ready to do so. Because the truth is, is that it is hard and daunting, and it can be difficult and challenging. And there are consequences in our relationships, our connections, and our experience to setting boundaries. Those are real. Don't listen to anyone on the internet who tells you that by setting boundaries, you know, everything will just be peachy keen and fine, that there won't be consequences in your actual experience. There will be, but that's how we get to the changed experience. That's how we improve things. That's how we make things better. And I can assure you that the consequences of not having boundaries are far greater than any consequence you'll experience from setting them because you cannot be in touch with the possibilities that are available to you in your life, in your love, in your relationships. If you are not willing to change the way that you're showing up and release those things that are not actually aligned with what you want and desire, the things that are not actually aligned or willing or capable of helping you live in a place where you are sacred, safe, and respected, and where your experience is dictated primarily by the those traditionally positive emotions. I am so excited for the opportunity to talk to you in this episode and in the upcoming episodes. I am so passionate about this topic because I know how powerful it can be. I know how powerful it is when it comes to changing our lives. 
And if there is anything in your life that you are longing to be different, the place that you can start is with yourself and then with boundaries. Boundaries are the most profound act of self-love that you can engage in in your life. And they are also a wildly practical tool for impacting your actual lived experience that and empowering you to create the life that you actually want. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much to Cycle Chats for having me. I am honored to be here and I cannot wait to keep talking to you in my future episodes. And we hope you'll sync up with us next time.